welcome to Life on the Brink, a lovely little place filled with inspiration and creativity that is dedicated to enjoying life one day at a time. I'm Anna, and together we're exploring the beautiful things in this world that fascinate us, and often discovering something new. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 94 of Life on the Brink. Hello, welcome to the last week of July, um, which means that we are approaching August, (laughs) in which I know some people are already anticipating autumn, and the school year is yet upon us, but not yet, not quite yet. And personally, there is one very big milestone that occurs right at the end of July, which is my anniversary. Um, My husband Josh and I will have been married for three years, this July 31st, and so it sort of has inspired this episode as I've been thinking about um, what to do and thinking about date nights and stuff like that. And so today's episode is all about date night, but on a budget. And I'll mention this a little bit later, but this is also, if you're if you're immediately like, well, I'm, I'm not in a relationship, this is really not for me. Let me just say that Many of the things I'll be talking about today would also make just really nice gatherings with friends or other people that you would like to know better or get closer to. Because even as we cultivate our beautiful daily lives, every now and then, life calls for a little bit of elevation and celebration. And in theory, date night is a great chance to spend time with your significant other in which you learn more about each other and appreciate your love and relationship that much more. Sometimes though, it is easy, I think especially if you're tired or if you're really busy, you're in a busy season, it's easy to fall into the same evening of dinner or going to a movie, which I love both of those things, by the way. But suddenly an experience that was designed to elevate you outside of your normal routine becomes a routine in itself. So how do we create a fun and satisfying night with your sweetheart, (laughs) even after so many years together? And if you're like me, perhaps the first answer that you can come up with is money, because extravagance is often a rarity. Um, however, expense is by no means the greatest, uh, determining factor in a fun date night. And so today I'm sharing lots of ideas that despite having a modest budget can make for a very exciting and fun evening. So before we jump into this episode, go ahead and make yourself a nice cup of tea or maybe an iced tea. Today I'm drinking an iced cold brew coffee. Uh, I talked about it in the last episode, how I've been making it, and the pitcher is just so easy to use. I've been doing it all the time, and so I have um, a cold brew with almond milk, and it's lovely. I did make it this time with the vanilla, French vanilla coffee beans, and I think I can taste the difference. I already use a vanilla almond milk, so it's not that big a difference, but it is yummy. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about it. Like I said, I definitely enjoy getting dressed up and just going to a fancy dinner because I, well, I enjoy food and I'm sure you do as well. This is something we have in common. Um, But that tends to be something that um, 
we save for anniversaries or for Valentine's Day, maybe, or uh, bigger milestones like a promotion or something like that. In fact, for our third anniversary, it's on a Monday this year. So um, we were kind of limited, but we are going to go to um, a nice fancy dinner at um, the Williamsburg Inn, which is a really fancy hotel. So every now and then a little bit of fancy a little bit of sparkle. I really do love that, but it's not feasible year round. So what then? How do we enjoy time with our partners in a fun and new way without spending a bunch of money? So let's examine first what makes a quote unquote good date night. I'm going to be drawing from a paper that I came across. It was published in 2021 by the National Library of Medicine. It's called Planning Date Nights That Promote Closeness, The Roles of Relationship Goals and Self-Expansion. And I have um, linked the article and included the authors of the paper and all that stuff in the show notes so you can read the whole thing. It's fascinating. I love reading um, like very scientific research about things that at first glance don't sound scientific, like planning date night, because it's fascinating. In this paper, um, they not only show the importance of date night, step one, um, having those nights within a relationship, but also pointed out some key elements that strengthen the relationship. So here's a direct quote. Despite the seemingly inconsequential nature of shared leisure activities and viewing them as a quote-unquote bonus activity, growing evidence suggests that shared recreation is important for promoting closeness in established relationships. And then continuing on, this is also directly from the paper. One way to enhance and sustain closeness in established relationships is to engage in exciting shared leisure activities that promote a broadening of the mind and a new perspective of the self. And in this paper, they go uh, deep into the idea of self-expansion, what that actually um, entails. And basically, it's when you're interacting with the world (laughs) and you're taking in information and it gives you a new perspective about yourself, it changes your self-perception. And the idea in date night, (laughs) how it relates to this, is that by creating environments where you learn more about your partner, that in turn expands your own self-perception. And that simultaneous action creates a bond that can help sustain closeness within the relationship. And I mean, that makes sense when you think about like brand new relationships, how um, everything is new. And so everything is exciting because you're learning constantly and you are perhaps uh, subconsciously examining yourself and you're learning more about yourself as well as you interact with a new person. And so when looking at planning an evening or some time with a well-established partner, um, it was found in this paper that dates that excite the mind, such as, this is a quote, in a variety of ways like novelty, arousal, challenge, as well as by features such as interest, spontaneity, playfulness, and adventure, unquote. Those were related to higher relationship quality. So all of those things uh, on that list that I just mentioned have in common, um, I think, like a high level of engagement. And I really liked um, playfulness and adventure as a part of that. And actually later on in the paper, it even mentions like risk, like even though um, danger may not be safe, 
having those experiences together can actually do the same thing. Um, but we don't need to have a dangerous date night. We're simply going to take those elements of something new or something that involves a challenge or even novelty. I liked that one as well. Something different uh, so that you can simply interact with each other and learn more about each other within that environment. That's the idea. And that's why I also mentioned at the beginning that this uh, this list of ideas that I'm going to present could actually be great for any relationship, whether it's a family member or a friend or perhaps even a group of friends. It's like jazz. Allow me to relate everything to jazz again, where you're creating an environment. That's the whole point of like uh, writing jazz compositions is just so you can create a different atmosphere so that the soloists can improvise according to that atmosphere. Because if you're playing something really cool and mellow, Miles Davis, something like that, and then someone stands up and gives a totally out-of-pocket solo feeling like John Coltrane or something like that, they're not listening. <laughs> and that's you can tell very quickly. Um, and so the point of this, why, why am I talking about Coltrane? Because we're simply setting the scene. The whole point of the date, the whole point of any jazz tune, debatable perhaps, that is is the improvisation, is the stuff that you don't plan. But having the intentionality to create the environment around it really helps facilitate that particular type of improvisation. So allow me to get into this list of ideas. I've gathered them from my own experience, as well as from some friends that I've been <laughs> asking who are in long-term relationships. Hopefully these will provide some inspiration or maybe give you some new ideas altogether that aren't on this list. The idea is to have fun and to just learn something new about your partner. Alrighty, so I have five main categories with many other ideas within it, the first of which is to cook together. No surprise here, but it can be um, elevated in such a nice way, even at home. I think the first uh, step would be to choose a recipe together in advance so that the groceries can be shopped for. Um, maybe look through some cookbooks or some Instagram profiles and find something that looks really yummy. I'll have some recipe um, ideas in a minute, but once you have all the proper ingredients, you set aside your time and the date begins when you're cooking, not when you're eating. Um, it's before all that. And if you're like me, um, it's good to get into the mindset of, okay, I'm on a date now. It's not about efficiency. That comes secondary to just having a nice time <laughs> in the kitchen. So I recommend pour yourself a glass of something, put on music, absolutely, something nice in the background, and then go through the recipe together. If you'd like, split up tasks and um, just take your time with it. Um, it's no stress as Josh would say, you're already winning. <laughs> and then I think it would be really nice to set the table, maybe get a tablecloth, absolutely have candles, and then transition to the dining space, keep the music going, pour another glass of something, and <laughs> enjoy what you've made. And this doesn't have to be um, an expensive meal. A lot of really wonderful, beautiful dishes are from such humble ingredients, 
So find something that you would both enjoy and just set aside that time. You got to eat anyway, so <laughs> you might as well just make a night out of it. As far as what to make, I have some thoughts. I think that, well, I love pasta, obviously, every day, but I think that it easily feels fancy and it can feel very elevated date night, ooh, um, without having to be very complicated. Also, risotto, I think, gets a reputation for being really difficult to make when really it's not. You just have to be patient. And um, that's also, I think, quite a luxurious feeling dish while still being made of just rice, so not expensive at all. Um, also, in a totally different vein, you could do something like tacos where there's a lot of different side components. So the splitting up of cooking tasks can be... Um, perhaps simpler. I think that could work well. Um, and then anything I think that has baking or even just making this like a dessert cooking together, <laughs> you're just baking together. Um, I think that that's even more magical because then you just put it in the oven and you wait. So it could even be like pizza. If you, you can either make the dough or, or get some of the pre-made dough. Um, because then that's also very creative. You can come up with, um, new things together but like I said, um, look through some different recipes and find something that sounds yummy and fun to make. The idea is just that you're working together, you're communicating, and you've isolated a, a pocket of time to just be together and do that together. So that's the first big idea. The second is to visit museums or local exhibits because there's always something new to see. Obviously, if you live in a more urban environment, there's probably going to be more museums and stuff like that. But just check your local area. And I think a great resource would be local colleges or universities because they're always doing art exhibits or you could even go to a concert, um, doing something new or looking at um, just something you haven't seen before. Recently, um, Josh and I went to uh, an art museum that was, it's been in our area this whole time and it's free, but we'd never gone to it. <laughs> but we went um, to celebrate a birthday and it was fascinating and it really sparked some really nice conversations in the car, just asking uh, about our personal interpretations of pieces, which pieces stuck out. And so I think a big um, part of this particular date night idea is just asking questions Perhaps my favorite question is why <laughs> or how do you mean? So if um, your partner expresses an opinion about something, say, oh, why is that? Because then you get to know a little bit more about their brain, um, where they're coming from. And I think that um, art museums and exhibits, uh, especially, like I said, if they're local, then they're always changing and can oftentimes be very cheap or free to go to. It's just a really nice way to spend an afternoon, perhaps. And I also personally, of course, I'm biased, but I, I love uh, the concert idea. Um, I live pretty close to my alma mater. And um, every now and then, if someone I know is is in a concert or if I, you know, if I'm in one or something like that, um, Josh and I have been to a lot of classical and jazz concerts together. And it's always nice to talk about them after and to just get each other's opinions so if, especially if that's out of your comfort zone, um, I would look into it. 
All right. Item number three, uh, I'm simply calling conversation starters. <laughs> so this can be a little bit um, up to interpretation or, or fluid in terms of its setting. This could be as simple as using actual like conversation starters, like the cards <laughs> or the games or using online forums. I have done this um, when Josh and I have been on long road trips and he's driving for <laughs> hours. I'll look up a list of of conversation questions or um, just interesting probing questions. And it helps the conversation really um, flow and makes the time go by really quickly because we end up talking about memories and um, like a deeper level of our thoughts and desires. But in contrast, when I asked my sister, uh, Sarah, (laughs) about this date night idea, she mentioned how Um, She'll always find bits of like conversation starter or trivia games at thrift stores. It might not be a complete game. It'll just be a stack of cards, (laughs) Um, but she'll get them and then they'll, they'll talk about them like in the car or somewhere like that. And those questions are not um, always so deep, but they are fun and interesting. And uh, I was also reminded that there's actually a restaurant locally that I've been to that has, um, like conversation starter cards at the table. Um, And while that's a a very uh, niche restaurant, you could even bring some questions to dinner (laughs) or you could decide beforehand, hey, let's come up with a list of like five questions. Each of us Um, could be absolutely absurd, goofy, serious, just questions to ask the other. And then you share your own response as well just to be intentional about uh, the conversation. Also in this category, um, this is again from my sister, (laughs) Um, and that's to dress up together. Uh, So if you're going somewhere, it's, this is again, a a little bit more of a specific activity. Not every couple, I know Josh would not fall into this category as like a fun date night, but planning what to wear for a simple night out or going somewhere together um, while trying to complement each other can be fun um, for some couples, especially um, deciding how to complement each other. And um, that that communication, that conversation is uh, interesting. And uh, then finally, you could try, <laughs> I liked this idea, this is coming from a couple of friends of mine, is a flight of anything. Um in one way, you could go to a local winery or brewery or even um, coffee shops will sometimes have flights. And it's a great way to just get talking because there's a lot of um, comparing, contrasting, all that sort of thing. But it also forces both of you to slow down and to really pay attention to a, uh, something small. You're savoring just a little sip of something And I think that that makes it much easier to appreciate the present moment together. Josh and I have done um, several wine tastings together and um, it's always, it's always lots of fun. Um, Or you could also DIY this sort of concept um, in perhaps a more scientific conducting an experiment type of way, um, which could be a good excuse to bring home like seven different kinds of cheese or something and uh, taste test because it combines elements of that playfulness and fun, but also a little bit of 
critical thinking and also that communication. That's the main thing. So that's number three, to get the conversation going. Number four is to simply use your local resources. This will, of course, be different for everyone, depending on where you live. But here's a few ideas to just get things going. One great resource, um, I did mention like universities beforehand, but um, your library, your local library may have a lot more than you think. I was looking up some different branches in my general area, and some of them have board games and video games and all different kinds of non-book things that you can check out. And I think that uh, perhaps a new game, especially a puzzle game where you can work together would be really, really nice for a date. Or in fact, for that matter, an actual puzzle. I think that could be a really nice, cozy night in. Um, In fact, I'm just recalling, I think it was a Christmas gift um, my cousin, hi, Isaiah. I know Isaiah listens. Um, <laughs> um, he gave me for, I think it was a Christmas. It was basically like a date night kit of a puzzle. It was of teacups. It's beautiful. And a box of tea and a really nice honey, I think it was. And it was for like a rainy night in of having a puzzle night. So that's just precious. I love that. And I think that could be very um, cozy, even if you've got like a seasonal movie on or something, you're working together on the puzzle. I like this idea. It just came to me, but I like that. Um, But check your local library. They might have some puzzles available. Or um, also in that same vein, you can look for events either through um, public libraries or rec centers. A lot of um, places, I think, go under the radar with their events and you might find something that would interest the two of you sometimes i like to check facebook events um just search for this weekend in your local area and there's a lot more going on than you would think and much of it is either pretty cheap or free Um, in my area there's a lot of different trivia nights um at various breweries and uh, i've been to a couple they're pretty nice But I'm also reminded, um, like in my area, through, I believe it's the Parks and Rec Department, there are monthly group bike rides. And a couple years ago, um, I did several of them and Josh was with me for, um, I think, one or two. But it was just a a large group of people (laughs) biking through different areas of the town. So you got to see a new part of uh, your local area and there is an element of challenge and of um, working together especially in a larger group and that was that was very nice and finally this is kind of like a like a maybe an addendum in this category um, is just I love escape rooms and I just wanted to mention them because some places will put out coupons and if you happen to catch one with a good coupon I just think they're so fun Um, even if it's just the two of you, you cut yourself some slack. Um, Josh and I did an escape room for Valentine's Day a couple years ago. And the guy was very cool because he let us go past our time limit because we were the only ones there. But we did pretty good. We solved it in, in a little over an hour. And we still talk about it because we had to, um, interact together. We had to work together. We were, um, there was a sense of risk there. And, we were learning new things constantly. But because this is a a budget-friendly episode, 
that's why I say just check out uh, specials and coupons for that kind of thing. The idea with this whole category is just to use what is in your area because it's a great way to do something that you've never done before. And finally, our last category is to get outside because the outdoors is oftentimes free (laughs) and it's always changing. It could be as simple as going to the beach, just having a beach day. It could be going to a garden. Um, There's lots of free local parks uh, in many areas, I would say pretty much everywhere. Um, Or you could plan a day to hike a trail or two, provided you are in good health. Exercise is always going to feel good. Um, In the words of um, Elle Wood's Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. (laughs) Um, So there can easily be a sense of novelty and also of adventure. Because even if you're going to a place that you've been before, perhaps with the change of seasons, things can look a little bit different. And I, I think generally being outdoors, being in nature is refreshing to the body and the mind. And so experiencing that with uh, your partner is always going to be good. But if you'd like a bit more of like an activity, quote unquote, I would like to recommend two different apps. The first is All Trails, and I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but it's A-L-L Trails. And it's a lovely app that just maps out so many um, walking and hiking and biking paths all over the world, really. So I have, uh, I've done that in my local area or when we've traveled, I've looked up where is a uh, a trail of of a correct length for us and um, difficulty. And I found some really beautiful places that I, I wouldn't have known uh, were there had I not used this app. And also, uh, it's not a new thing by any means, but uh, if you've never tried geocaching, it's it can be really, really fun. It's basically um, kind of like a scavenger hunt of sorts that is just continually ongoing. And it's happening in the city, or it can be on trails. It's all over the place. You would have no idea um, that there's tiny little treasure boxes all over your town. I don't know if that's a worldwide thing um, or not, but if you're in an area that has geocaching, um, it uses the GPS on your phone, and I think it's I think it's really fun. Definitely lots of adventure there. So, uh, I, like I said, I think being outside is um, a great way to spend your time, and it is very often free. <laughs> Finally, allow me to leave you with just a few parting thoughts regarding date night. The first of which is to plan them more often, if you can, because I think it helps to take the pressure off. If it's something that uh, you know you will do again, it's not going to be your last date for who knows how long, then it doesn't have to be quote unquote perfect and that pressure can can go away. And also I'd like to share, uh, this is from the same paper that I was quoting earlier in the episode. This is just a really nice sentiment. It says, although planning might seem like the antithesis of excitement, Prearranging these activities might actually ensure they happen and facilitate feelings of excitement. For instance, planning and initiating a day trip to visit a new town with a partner might create an environment for non-routine, spontaneous, and exciting moments to naturally emerge. Which I think is just nice to uh, keep in mind when we're talking about uh, planning, because you could 
feel like it's the opposite of spontaneity, but in fact, it's helping to facilitate it. I hope this episode has given you uh, some inspiration, some ideas uh, for some very fun evenings to come. And if you would like uh, more inspiration, (laughs) I really think that if you haven't listened to it yet, episode 58 is right in line with this. Uh, It's called Creating Memories, The Power of Moments. And it's based off of a book called The Power of Moments, which is fantastic and uh, I think is really uh, complementary to this episode. And also, if you would like to listen more on the relationship side of things, you can head to episode 36 called First Year Marriage Lessons with My Husband. So Josh was on that episode. It's the only episode thus far uh, in which he has joined me, but it's just us uh, ruminating on our first year of marriage, which I guess was two years ago. Wow. But he's super sweet, so you can you can enjoy that. And uh, with that, happy date night. I'm wishing you all the best, and I'll be right back with this week's Little Joy. This week's Little Joy was completely unexpected and uh, very specific. <laughs> so I think I've mentioned on uh, this podcast before, but it's maybe it's been a while, that among um, my many jobs as a musician and performer, I work for a company owned by my sister, actually, it's Sarah's company, and uh, we provide character performers entertainment uh, to children's birthday parties and the like in the realm of Disney princesses. So we were at this party. I was dressed as Belle. Sarah was there as Merida. And there was another performer there as Ariel. Really big deal. Four-year-old birthday party. It's her first birthday party of all time. And they've gone all out. I mean, obviously, they've hired three princesses. And uh, we're just doing our thing. I've done this job for, I guess, it's nine years this year. (laughs) She's had this business for 10 years. As a side note, it's called Wishery Entertainment, if you'd like to look it up. W-I-S-H-E-R-Y. And so anyway, I've been doing this a long time, (laughs) but never in my life have I experienced this. We're leaving this party. It's been lovely. The children have been, you know, four. They're doing as much as they can, but precious. And then we're leaving. And as we approach the door, I notice that the mother is ushering the girls to take some of these humongous rose bouquets out of this bucket of water and they're handing one to each of us just as a thank you these were enormous they had 18 roses each like i said they went all out for this party but oh my gosh <laughs> i had never been tipped in flowers before and it was awesome <laughs> So our reactions were genuine. We were like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. And of course, I'm dressed as Belle, so it feels so appropriate. It's roses. And now downstairs, there's a vase that is just packed with roses, and it's delightful. Completely unexpected. It was a wonderful little joy. Um, In fact, I posted about it on my um, Instagram story. So feel free to follow me over there if you're interested in all the the princessing (laughs) content. (laughs) Um, And then... I would like to share an album of music that is not by any means new, but has been reintroduced to me uh, because I'm listening through it with Josh. It's by Snarky Puppy, which is one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, And it's their album Ground Up, which is a pretty old one. I think it was their second or third studio album. 
But oh my gosh, it just, it never quits. It's such a good album. The genre is hard to describe. I think it's technically jazz, but not really. <laughs> um, but actually, now that I think about it, it's a great example of what I was talking about today in which there are really uh, precisely orchestrated instrumental tunes um, they may or may not sound like jazz, quote unquote, to everyone's ear, but then there's going to be large sections where there's a soloist and they're just going to do whatever they will. And then everyone comes back in and it's all about listening. And in fact, I want to say that entire album. Yeah, there's um, video uh, recordings of the tracks as well. So you can watch each track and how the players are interacting with each other. But the good news is Josh has never heard this stuff but he loves it. And so I'm listening to these tracks that I fell in love with in like 2014, 15. And so it's bringing up all these emotions from like a very different time in my life and then experiencing it with Josh. It's just so, it's, it's a really nice experience. And this album is great. That's, <laughs> that's, that's another thing. So I highly recommend Ground Up. What a good album. What a fantastic group. So finally, I just wanted to mention two more things. The first is that next week, on the first Friday of August, the newest newsletter of Life on the Brink will be coming out. And if you haven't yet, you can feel free to sign up for the free monthly newsletter. Um, you just go down to the bottom of any page on the website, which is, of course, lifeonthebrink.live. And there's a little box where you can sign up and it just shows up in your email once a month. I share lots of fun extra things over there, um, and that'll be coming out next week, Friday, because that's going to be the beginning of August. But no matter when you're listening to this episode, you can always sign up and it'll be the first Friday of every month. And then finally, um, this is pretty off topic, but I figured that some of you, perhaps many of you, would be interested to hear it. Um, I mentioned, I guess it was three episodes ago, it was episode 91, I talked all about a particular experience with my, one of the groups that I sing with, which is called the True Tone Honeys. Um, we're doing a lot of new things in this year. And one of those things is we're going to be recording an album. We've never done this before, but it's going to be a live album. We're recording it next month. We're going to New Orleans and doing this whole thing. It's going to be a fantastic process. And the point of this is <laughs> that if you would like a copy of that album, you can pre-order it right now. We're running a Kickstarter and um, it's just going to help front load some of the costs um, for producing the album. But if you pledge to support it, then you will receive a digital copy of the album once it's out. So it's basically like pre-ordering. Um, I'll leave a link in uh, the show notes to that Kickstarter, and I'm also sharing it on my Instagram quite a bit. So if you are interested in music from the 1920s through the 40s, 50s, it's very old uh, jazz trio, close harmony singing, super rad. I love singing it. And we're going to be accompanying ourselves. Uh, it's a very fun project. If you're interested, just go ahead and check that out. Um, just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, fun things are coming. So that is all. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend, week, day, whenever you're listening to this, that you're enjoying the rest of this season. And, um, I wish you a very, very happy date night. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thank you so, so much.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Life on the Brink. If you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave a star rating or even better, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For podcast show notes and extra inspirational posts throughout the week, head to the blog at lifeonthebrink.live. And if you'd like a little extra dose of inspiration in your life, sign up for the monthly newsletter, which lights up your inbox the first Friday of each month. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friends, you have a lovely week. Bye.